Asia Pacific currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning, listeners, and that's right. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlings. And thanks to Solidarity Breakfast for another interestingly varied program there to start off your Saturday morning. And、uh, today,、um, my name is、uh, Pierre Morrow, and、uh, I'll be flying solo. Giselle's having a well-deserved、um, break. And the song that you heard、uh, there on the break, one of my favourite artists, Kev Carmody, Pillars of Society. If you don't know anything about Kev Carmody, go and look him up. Buy some of his music; it's um, fantastic, um, uh, great music with great social messages.、Um, and just before we start, just a, a reminder that. Uh, today at midday,、uh, there's going to be a commemoration at the Eight Hour Monument、uh, opposite Trades Hall in Melbourne for the Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression, and there'll be a number of speakers there. So、um, it's、uh, at twelve o'clock. It'll go from twelve to one.、Um, it's、um, at、uh, the Eight Hour Monument outside opposite Trades Hall for to remember our fallen comrades in the Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression. And on that uh, point, um, um, on uh, we'll have the usual、uh, labour update from the region, but also in the second half of the program, we'll be、uh, speaking to my、uh, to my Kotsakis, who is the co co chairperson of the Philippine Australia Solidarity Association and also member of the.、Um, Um, just get it right of the International League of People Solidarity,、um, and she'll be talking about.、Um, sorry, I actually got that wrong. It's International League of People's Struggle. Sorry about that.、Um, Uh, she'll be talking about the intensifying、um, state of repression in the Philippines, which、uh, is now、uh, targeting、um, labour activists more and more. We've brought you、um, a lot of information, and、um, uh, late last month that was actually a massive sweep of arrests throughout the Philippines. But um, um, May will be talking about this and about some of the things that you can do and how they're organising in the Philippines about. This, you're、uh, listening to 3CR Radio, your favourite community radio station. And if you're interested、uh, on any of these、uh, topics and you want to、uh, get in touch with us,、um, Australia Asia Workerlings is your organisation, and、uh, you can get us、uh, on the web, all the w's dot a a w l dot org dot a u, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. So、um, we're always、uh, pleased to hear from people. And um, so um, we'll go straight to the、uh, major news stories for the for the day, and、um, we go to South Korea, where there's been a major workers' rally. 
to mark the 49th anniversary of the death of Juntail, which falls on uh, which fell on November 13. The Confederation of uh, Korean Trade Unions staged a mass rally on last Saturday, November 9th. Now, Jun Tae-il was a young textile worker who set himself on fire to protest poor working conditions in 1970 and has um, really become uh, not only just a working class hero in South Korea, but just a a symbol of the struggle um, and liberation. There's actually quite a big uh, statue of him in in central Seoul. So if anyone goes to um, Seoul in in South Korea, I highly recommend to... um, it's it's on a bridge over a small river. Um, the the um, uh, statue to um, John Tail. Now, um, last Saturday, around hundred thousand workers took part in this mass rally in Central Seoul. The main demands were called for the end to regressive changes to labour laws, the adoption of the basic rights of workers, the abolition of irregular workers who occupy a lower tier in Korea's dual labour market. And uh, and less inequality in Korean society. Now, obviously, the last two issues about inequality and um, precarious work is something that's um, really all around the world now, and it's really a tactic used by capitalists all around the world to um, destroy the unity of our class. And the next story is very much on similar vein. We go to India. Um, in the, one of the big industrial belts in northern India where thousands of uh, contractual workers employed at Honda Manasa in the industrial belt near the capital New Delhi have been on strike since November 5. The trigger for this mass industrial action has been the management retrenching contractual workers who had been employed for uh, somewhere between 7 and 10 years. Now, under current agreements, workers who reach this seniority are supposed to be converted to permanent employees. So that really tells you that um, you can be on short-term contracts for up to 10 years um, without any really legal redress. But the company now has um, basically said, oh, well, we'll just sack all of you so then you don't have the continuation of employment. And then often they rehire them um, a short time later on new um, uh, contract um, contracts so that 10 years, 7 to 10 year period starts again. Now, unfortunately, this is a practice that other companies also undertake in order to keep the workers in precarious employment contracts. In uh, response to the workers walking out, the management uh, announced a complete shutdown of production, thereby preventing permanent workers from joining the strike. Nevertheless, striking groups of workers um, are situated and taking action both inside and inside uh, the factory as um, we speak. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers since 1976. 
It's just uh, eight past nine o'clock uh, here on uh, 3CR Radio on Asia Pacific Current. I don't think I did a time check earlier on. Sorry about that, but that sometimes happens. We um, we now go to um, to um, Palestine, where the um, following the midweek assassination uh, strike of Islamic Jihad commander Baha Abu Al Atta in Gaza by the Israeli Air Force. Two days of military exchanges have uh, left 34 Palestinians dead, with many others injured. While a ceasefire has been agreed uh, between Israel and Islamic Jihad, the bombing has raised fears of a new Israeli offensive into the Gaza Strip. Um, the, um, now, the interesting thing about uh, uh, this uh, ceasefire is that um, one of the demands by the Palestinians uh, is for the uh, Israeli military and police to stop shooting at demonstrators during the march for their return. Now, the weekly protests march for the return of the refugees that started in March 2018 has actually continued every Friday with thousands of Palestinians messing on the border with Israel demanding the right to return to their homes. Now, hundreds of Palestinians have been killed, unfortunately, during these protests, while thousands have been wounded. So one of the demands was for the military, Israeli military and police to stop killing people who are um, protesting at the border. Now, unfortunately, in the last 24 hours, more Israeli air raids into Gaza have inflicted more deaths and injuries. So whether or not the... Um, the ceasefire will um, will continue. We're not too sure, so this is a story we'll just have to keep uh, on top of. And um, we now go to the Philippines, um, where this is a long-running uh, dispute, where hundreds of workers at the manufacturing company Pepmaco have been fighting against uh, trade union victimization, retrenchments, and violence since January of this year. Now, Pepmaco is a major producer of uh, surfactant agents, uh, which are chemical detergents and industrial strength cleaning products. In January, the company dismissed 36 contract workers and announced that another 200 positions were to be axed. In response, the workers formed uh, the Petmarco Workers' Union and became industrial uh, actions seeking permanent position for contract workers and better health and safety as workers were starting to develop skin injuries from the chemicals they handled. Uh, as reported uh, earlier in this year on this program, in late June, the police, the picket line of these workers was attacked by thugs, causing a dozen of uh, the demonstrators um, to be taken to hospital for their injuries. Now, the workers, though, recovered from their attack, and the latest um, um, news that we have is that the picket line um, outside the Papmacoma plant in uh, central Manila is still solid and still continuing. So certainly we wish our comrades there um, all, all the best. Hi, it's Paul Kelly here. Hi, this is Shane Howard here, asking you to support 3CR. Independent radio station, encouraging independent music and independent thought. They've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years, so let's support them. Hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you.
I don't think um, I put these uh, stories in a um, in a very good uh, order really today, comrades, because we now go back to Iran. Uh, well, not go back, but we go back to East, uh, to West Asia. Actually, the last three stories are all about um, West Asia. We um, we have two updates to give you on labor activists in Iran. Asal Mohammadi, a workers' right activist and a leftist political prisoner, was temporarily released on bail on the 2nd of November. She had been sentenced to 18 years in prison because of their support of the Haftape sugarcane workers' strike in 2018. She is appealing the sentence and a new hearing date is still to be set. Now, as regular listeners would know, the half-tape sugarcane um, workers are incredibly militant, incredibly strong and have um, have taken actions uh, over a number of years and have survived uh, incredible repression from the Iranian uh, government. Um, also, um, we've got news of uh, Neda Naji, who is a student and workers' right act, workers' rights activist who has been in prison since she was arrested on uh, the May Day rally this year in Tehran. She uh, has been beaten twice during her time in prison and has been interrogated many times. She's facing uh, public security charges. Um, Aneda's uh, next court appearance um, was actually last Wednesday, November 13. And um, unfortunately, we can, um, we can uh, report that uh, she was uh, denied um, bail. Hello, I'm Ben from Regurgitator. Stay tuned to 3CR, support community radio and your local music scene and subscribe now. That's right. Don't remember that. Uh, don't well. Don't remember. Don't forget that Three CR Radio is a community radio station and depends on you, the listeners, for support. So um, go to our website, donate money, or um, uh, subscribe. Our oh, well, last two stories are f- again from West Asia, really looking at the continuing mass uprising both in Iraq and Lebanon. As um, we have brought to you in the last few weeks, the protests in Iraq show no sign of abating, with whole areas of cities now taken over by permanent encampments of protesters. This week, in another wave of repression against demonstrators, the organisation Human Rights Watch stated that security security forces had targeted medical workers, their tents and ambulance with tear gas and live uh, ammunition. So um, it was a clear targeting of, uh, of health workers um, trying to punish them for treating protesters. While the number of dead is well over 300, and some people think it's around 350 now, the last six weeks of protest, latest statistics put the number of injured protesters at over 15,000 people. So uh, it just gives you the scale of the repression that these demonstrators um, are facing. The government has also tried to pacify the protest by offering handouts to the poor and creating um, uh, more job opportunities for college graduates. But these has obviously fallen far short of the demands of these, uh, what can only be s- uh, seen as um, working class uprisings. The, demi- the demands, the main... Uh, Two demands remain for the whole of the current political class to resign en masse and an end to the sectarian political system. So really quite a revolutionary demands uh, in the context of, uh, of Iraq. 
And um, in nearby Lebanon, mass protests are also continuing. They're now in their fourth week. Uh, this week, the uh, the killing of a demonstrator in the city of Calde by soldiers sparked a fresh round of protest. Now, fortunately, the repression in Lebanon has not been as severe as um, in Iraq. The anger on the streets was then uh, intensified by a televised national address by President uh, Michel Aoun that urged protesters to go home um, as the politicians were doing the best they could and um, to leave it up to them. Uh, his, piece, his speech was widely derided as another attempt by powerful politicians to remain in power. As uh, in Iraq, the protesters in Lebanon are demanding an overhaul of Lebanon's political system, the departure of the ruling el- elite, and as they have not done anything to prevent the ongoing dire economic crisis that is affecting Lebanon, with um, some people actually going as far as um, uh, the Lebanese economy is on the verge of collapse. And um, we got um, news that um, the lot of the bank workers um, went on strike uh, during the week in Lebanon uh, because the government has um, put uh, strict currency controls on the banks. And so the banks, the entrance of the banks, really, the offices of the banks have become side of social struggle as people have uh, been tried to um, get more money out than they're legally allowed. So the uh, bank tellers all went on strike for two days saying that the con- the, the environment was not conducive, conducive to their health and safety. So that's um, all that we have for you today on the uh, news uh, roundup. We'll go to a couple of short community breaks and then we'll be back with um, May Kotsakis to talk um, a bit more about what's happening uh, with the repression in the Philippines and the, the, um, the, and what uh, steps the labour movement is taking to keep organising and really to keep uh, alive. But um, you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia worker links on your favourite community radio station and uh, it's just on 18 past uh, 9 o'clock. Australia is a crime scene. It's unfinished business, this crime. People don't understand that it was a military exercise. It was military in the first fleet. It was Captain James Cook. It was Captain Arthur Phillip. Right through the history of Australia, it's a military exercise. Our people have suffered greatly because the white man is not prepared to act honourably and legally. It's still the case in this country today. This is 3CR. people in Australia in the Pacific have borne the brunt of nuclear testing and this was not done unconsciously. We found documents in the British archives saying that yes there is a certain hazards but only to primitive peoples, those that don't wear clothes and don't wash unlike us British. So the sort of racism inherent in this whole operation was known and understood from the beginning that these were the casualties of a larger imperial policy and that they were able to bear the brunt because there were very small populations and 
didn't have much political voice. And as we fast forward to today, we see that same thing. 3CR, keeping you informed about Australia's nuclear past and present. At such a time, it's important to have a voice like 3CR, steady, constant, sane and committed to a nuclear-free Australia. It's uh, 20 past 9 o'clock here on Asia Pacific Currents on 3CR Radio, uh, your favourite community radio station. Now, as uh, announced earlier in the in the show, um, I've got with me uh, May Kotsakis, who um, is the chairperson of the Philippine-Australia uh, Solidarity Association. Good morning, uh, May. Good morning. Good morning, Pierre. Um, how, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. The sun is shining and it looks really good. That's right, that's right. Now, unfortunately, some of the things that we're going to talk to are not that uh, that good. Um, now, look, I'll just I'll just start. We've brought uh, over the years uh, many updates on what's been happening in the Philippines, especially uh, with the dictatorial um, uh, regime of uh, President Duterte. Now, um, I just want to start this conversation with, um, at the end of October, there was actually a major raid throughout the the Philippines in Bacolod, Escalante, Manila, on a number of of uh, individuals and organisations, and over sixty people, um, labour and social activists, um, were arrested. Uh, do you want to give us a bit more background on on uh, what happened on that day? Yes, um, but prior to those raids, those organisations, which are community organisations, civil society organisations, they were already red tagged. They were um, alleged or accused as being front of the Communist Party of the Philippines. So they were already um, announced in, you know, the, the, there were some pronouncements that they are front of the Communist Party. So that gives, you know, that gives the armed forces of the Philippines or the military like a license to harass them and um, like what happened, raid the office. And um, there was no warrant. Apparently, the warrant that was uh, uh, that was uh, showed is even in Bacolod, which is a very far from Manila. The warrant apparently that was showed is issued by a judge in Manila or in Quezon City. So, and everybody in the office were arrested. It doesn't matter whether they are just. Uh, there to visit or what they were all arrested and the same happened as well in um, in manila in gabriela office and uh, they were also raided and uh, every everyone in the office were arrested um so do we know actually what has uh, happened to them since then like have they been released have they actually been charged or are they still in prison uh, the charges was uh, the charges that was uh, actually applied to them is that uh, they were they had uh, weapons they had uh, weapons in the office which uh, which actually that has been a modus operandi of the military of going into the office raiding them and then planting planting um, evidence and there was actually a, a video that shows that the evidence were being planted not in this raid. So they were charged with those uh, having, you know, weapons in in their offices. 
uh, some of those that were already arrested were released on bail. And that is really the problem because they are being arrested with no reason at all. You know, they are innocent. And then these community organizations have to raise money to post bail. And that's the only time that uh, some of them were released. But there are still plenty who are still in prison and they are not being released yet. So by uh, arresting and uh, even though the charges may be bogus, it actually ties up huge amounts of resources for some of these organizations that are very grassroots and, and very poor. Yes, not only tied their organization, it's actually also the work of those people that they are only doing, you know, uh, work for the community. They are also affected and the families are affected, their work affected and and the, and the people that they are helping are also affected. And, and Pierre, there are lots of organizations that are being red tagged, being accused as uh, being a terrorist group or front of of the Communist Party of the Philippines. That includes even a church group, which is the National Council of Churches in the Philippines, Oxfam. They are they are very legitimate organizations that have been operating in the Philippines for years and. You know, they have, they, their record as is, you know, is uh, shown as they have been helping the people, and now they are red tagged as the communist front. That's right, and of course, um, for listeners who, I mean, we've actually mentioned the, the the notion of red tagging before, but for the listeners who might be wondering what red tagging is, red tagging is basically the police or the or the military uh, saying that an an organisation or a uh, person is a communist front, that's where red tagging is. And of course, May, in the Philippines, where the so-called war on drugs has unleashed a, a wave, a spate of, uh, of extrajudicial killings, and, um, and uh, armed militias are now everywhere, it's basically you're walking around with a, with a death sentence. Yes, actually, many people now are saying, even uh, international commentators, saying that there is no war on drugs in the Philippines because the flow of drugs and the, land, the drug lords are not really stopped. There is war on the poor because only the poor people are affected. So there is no war on drugs, war on the poor, yes. That's that's right, May, and, and this is something that uh, here we've always said that the war on drugs was actually a, a, a way to terrorise all these urban working class um, communities. And we've just got a two or three minutes uh, left. So how do how do these organisations then respond to this uh, massive intimidation and repression? So how how do these uh, labour and, and social groups uh, organise? They they are not proud. They are not afraid. Um, I was just reading a statement, uh, even from Oxfam, the, saying that they will continue their work. They are stopped, uh, like in, in Mindanao, when... It is a martial law, and there has been a, a, uh, an earthquake two weeks ago. And uh, there was a military checkpoint. And these uh, welfare services, these people bringing humanitarian aid, were stopped because the military said that they are not legit. So only the military or the people who are not critical to, to the government is allowed to go. But they said that, uh, you know, these, these humanitarian aid uh, people, does not, uh, you know, they are, they are not going to stop. They are not afraid because they have to do their work. If they are going to, this is one of the reasons of the military to intimidate them, 
to make them stop or to give uh, fear to these people. But they are not afraid. They, there are still protests, uh, pickets and strikes. So they continue with their work. You know. Look, it's fantastic to hear under such repression and, and look and the bravery of our comrades in the in the Philippines is is certainly uh, to be noticed and and to be uh, to be shouted from the rooftops. But if we want to be in solidarity with them, I know there was a rally last um, week, May, as a as a final comment. Uh, what can people do if they want to support and be in solidarity with the Filipino comrades? Yes, last Sunday we had a protest rally and we were really very thankful with uh, many non-Filipinos who participated in the in the rally. And there has been some call on even sending solidarity, you know, uh, solidarity statement or writing letters to the military in the Philippines, the president, to let them know that there are people around the world. There are non-Filipinos and Filipinos around the world who are actually aware of what is happening in the Philippines. And that, that is not okay, you know, that what is actually the government is doing is not right. The government and the military who are supposed to protect the people are the one terrorizing the people. So any help, any sort of support at all from our friends here in Australia is very helpful. All right. Well, thank you very much, May, and we'll certainly keep on top of it. And um, please uh, express all our solidarity to our Filipino comrades. We do. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. You were listening to May Kotsakis, who is uh, from the Philippine Australia Solidarity uh, Association and also a member of Filipino uh, working labour groups on the situation of workers in um in um, uh, in the Philippines, and we really come to the end of the program. Um, just a quick reminder: it's the Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression today. It's a, the commemoration is at twelve o'clock here in Melbourne uh, at the Eight Hour Monument outside um, Trade Hall, opposite Trade Hall. That's really all the time I've got here. My name is Pierre Morrow. Um, Asia Pacific Hour is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. Stay tuned for um, Palestine. Remember, it's half past nine and we'll be back next week with another program of Asia Pacific Currents bringing you labour news from the Asia Pacific region. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.